welcome to church. I'm excited to have you here as we continue on our series entitled Unhindered. Unhindered. And I've been enjoying this series and I've been enjoying how God has been sharing with us the ways in which he desires to use us for his glory. And we're continuing on in that series today on the subject of unhindered power. Somebody say that with me. Unhindered power. Unhindered power. And so as we continue on that, I want you to begin to find the book of Acts. We're going to stay in the book of Acts. And then just a moment, we'll be in chapter 1. Power is an interesting thing, isn't it? It's all around us and impacts our lives every single day. And yet at the same time, what is it? How do you accurately measure power? Can you get more of it? Can you lose it? As it pertains to Christians, what exactly does it mean to live empowered by the Spirit? As we continue on in our series, Unhindered, I'm excited for us to tackle this idea of power, and I'm looking forward to unpacking what on earth unhindered power can mean to us as followers of Jesus. The same Jesus who commanded legions of angels, yet humbled himself to the point of death and humiliation. His power was an otherworldly one, it was something that has never been seen before or after. I found an interesting quote in a book called, uh, let me make sure I give it the right reference, Strength to Love by Martin Luther King. And this one, I, this quote really kind of drives home the point. It reads, Napoleon Bonaparte, the great military genius, looking back over his years of conquest, is reported to have said, Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have built great empires. But upon what did they depend? They depended on force. But centuries ago, Jesus started an empire that was built on love. And even to this day, millions will die for him. Amen? The weapons, if you could call them that, of Christ were love, grace, mercy, and compassion. And he is the most powerful person to have ever walked the earth. So we've got to start looking at power a little bit differently. The main power source of Christians is the Holy Spirit. Anybody excited to have the Holy Spirit? In John 16, 7, he says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Advocate. Advocate. It's just one of the many names used to describe the Holy Spirit. Is anybody grateful to have an advocate? Thank you, Jesus. 
Here are some of the other ways that the Holy Spirit is defined. Spirit of God. Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of truth. Advocate or helper. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Spirit of counsel and might. Spirit of knowledge of the, and fear of the Lord. Spirit of glory. Eternal spirit. Spirit of life. Spirit of adoption. Spirit of Christ. Spirit of grace. Spirit of holiness. Spirit of promise. Spirit of the living God. And spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Of all these names, which one resonates with you the most? Which of these names have you probably heard before? And which were new to you? Would it surprise you to know that this is not the exhaustive list? The Holy Spirit is multifunctional, multifaceted wonder that is an imperative component to living an empowered and unhindered life in Christ. Today we're going to look at three specific areas where we see the strength of the Spirit come alive in the church. Living an unhindered life in step with Christ and in step with the Spirit means we have, among many other things, strength to share, strength to persevere, and strength to love. Let's start with strength to share. Somebody say strength to share. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he left the disciples with this command. Are you at the book of Acts now? We're going to look at chapter 1, verse 8. Chapter 1, verse 8. If you're visiting with us for the first time, that page number is in the upper corner of that slide. It says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. As you can see, Jesus promises his followers that they will receive power from the Holy Spirit and that they will be empowered witnesses to his message in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It is important to recognize this because Jesus was clearly identifying how far, how wide this message would be spread. His command was to evangelize and to spread the gospel message all around the world. And to be clear, this is no small task, which highlights the importance of divine power and enablement in this process. Now, as many of you know, the gospel message isn't always a welcome one, right? In fact, there's often great hostility and peril in preaching the gospel in other parts of this earth. In Acts chapter 4, we begin to see just how much trouble 
the, the disciples encounter for sharing the gospel. Turn with me to chapter 4 if you would. Peter and John are even instructed by the Jewish leaders at that time to stop sharing the gospel. But look at how they responded in verses 18 through 20. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. This is not a human response. This is what having the strength to share looks like. These ordinary men were able to do extraordinary things because of the Holy Spirit. And the crazy part of this is that the same spirit that enabled Peter, the same spirit that enabled John is enabling you and I. We've also been given the power through the spirit. We also have the ability to share with others and to take the gospel message to the very ends of the earth. We also have the power to share, to stare down persecution to stare down humiliation, embarrassment, and anything else that may try to discourage us as we share the gospel. Will it be easy? Of course not. Will we have some difficulty? Of course we will. I saw a meme, and I couldn't find it to save my life once I wanted to uh, share with it this morning. Um, the, this meme was talking about how we have um, the, the ability to share the gospel, and in some countries when you share the gospel, you may fear uh, death or persecution, but they share the gospel anyway. But then in our country, we don't have those sorts of concerns. The biggest thing we have to be worried about is someone um, criticizing us or maybe being a little bit embarrassed, and that would be enough for some of us to discourage us. And so what does that say about us following the great command? What does that say about our willingness to endure persecution for his sake? It won't be easy, but we have the Holy Spirit to give us the strength to persevere. How many of you know we can't keep trying to do everything in our own strength? That if we would begin to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give us the strength to persevere as we seek to answer the call of Christ on our lives. So that would be my second point, the strength to persevere. Someone say the strength to persevere. I know all of us have gone through some difficult times, and as I was preparing, I just thought of so many different circumstances in which the Holy Spirit has given me the strength to persevere, times where I should have just thrown in the towel, times where I should have just been like, you know what, it's, this is not going to work. It's, this is not possible. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you know, a lot of times when people hear your testimonies and they hear, you know, how you've overcome, um, if they're not made aware, they think it's something special or strong or amazing about us. 
or about you, but we have the ability to share the gospel by letting them know that, no, it wasn't me. It was the power that was working within me that gave me this ability. I would have given up. I would have fainted. I would have turned around. But the Holy Spirit rose up within me and gave me the ability to persevere. I'm sure if we just went around this room and had testimony service this morning, each and every one of you would be able to share a story of how God has helped you to endure. Everyone suffers at some point or another. Can I make sure you heard that? Everyone suffers at one point or another. Everyone experiences pain, hardship, and adversity. Like the old folks say, if you haven't experienced it yet, just keep on living. At some point, everyone has something they have to deal with. Everyone has trauma. No one is exempt, and no one gets a free pass. And if we really were to evaluate what we've been through and what we've all endured, we would be able to just really share a powerful testimony of what it is that God is able to do. Somebody say, I don't look what I've been look like what I've been through. I don't look like what I've been through. I might look good today. I might look shiny and well put together today, but you cannot see what I have been through and what God has brought me through. When we begin to share those testimonies, when we begin to share with the world what God is still doing, do you realize how that will be able to just inspire them that whatever it is they're going through, that they have a God that loves them and can bring them through as well? He gave us the strength to persevere. The truth is that there are seasons that we don't have the capacity to work through on our own. We need help. We can feel hindered, stunted, discouraged in our life and in our faith. I feel like this is something that we really need to catch. Our young people need to catch this. Our old people need to catch this. This is something that I hope will resonate with every demographic that is listening to this message this morning because this is something that you need to know. There are things that you're going to go through. There are experiences that you're going to encounter that at that moment you don't see any way of escape. In our own strength, it is not possible. We need help. And the message and the good news is the Holy Spirit is our help. The Holy Spirit will help you to endure. Thanks to the gift of the Holy Spirit, we can experience unhindered access to divine power, strength, and the ability to persevere through any situation that we face. Not to say that we miraculously become superhuman, incredible Hulk type of beings, but to say, as 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, God's grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weakness. I hope you catch that. I had a hard time with that. I thought I had to be always on point. 
I thought I had to always be on my game. I was heavily self-reliant. And do you know how exhausting that is? A couple of you can identify and, and, and relate to that, I bet. Do you know you don't have to be self-reliant? Do you know that you can get on your knees and pray and ask God to come into your situation? Do you know that you can invite and invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit to activate? <laughs> I remember it was real popular when one Christian was on a game show. And before she began her portion, she started singing the little chant, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. You guys remember that, right? She won too, didn't she? <laughs> I need some of you to have some kind of way that you remind yourself to activate. I don't need to do this on my own. I don't need to try to figure this out in my own strength. Holy Spirit, activate in my life. He will give us the strength that we need. And he will give us the strength that we need to share the gospel. And the last point I have is strength to love. Somebody say that with me, strength to love. In that book I referenced a little bit earlier by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he addresses this very issue. He says, quote, only through an inner spiritual transformation do we gain the strength to fight vigorously the evils of the world in a humble and loving spirit, end quote. To achieve this inner spiritual transformation, we need help. Inner spiritual transformation. We need an advocate. We need a guide. We need a companion to lead the way. And I love the way the Holy Spirit is specific to what it is that we need. This is why, and, and, and I, I hope I can just stay here for a moment to make sure I hone this point in. This is why we need the Holy Spirit because do you realize that sometimes it's easier for us to ask a friend it's easier for us to ask a colleague, to ask a spiritual leader in our life. But they don't know what you need in order to get to the next place that God is taking you. They don't know every single detail of your past. They don't know every, even if you think that they know you very well, they've known you the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, there are things that only God knows about you that impacts the method and the way in which he takes you through certain assignments. He adjusted specifically to your makeup. And that's why you want to invoke the Holy Spirit because if you make the mistake of just trying to take the blueprint that somebody else follow and say, oh, that worked for them, let's see if this will work for me. You miss what it is that the Holy Spirit wants to do through you because it may be totally different and he may need to take you a totally different way. And so this inner spiritual transformation is going to 
invoke the Holy Spirit to advocate, to guide us. To sh- no, 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 no. I know they went this way. I need you to go this way. To give you the direction, to give you the instruction for what you need to excel. We need the unhindered power of the Holy Spirit, which God graciously has given to us already. There's nothing worse. (laughs) Anybody remember the Wiz from Wizard of Oz? Do you remember what it was like for them to go on this incredibly difficult journey searching for something just to get there to realize that it was with them all along. They had everything that they needed. What was Dorothy looking for? Just to get back home? And then what was the other one? The, uh, the lion? He was looking for courage, right? And the tin man was looking to be able to have a heart. These things they were looking for, they already possessed. And I need you to understand the Holy Spirit is already available to you. We're looking all around. We're looking for a prescription. We're looking for a quick fix. We're looking for an answer. The answer is already within you. Holy Spirit, activate. God graciously gave us this gift. what it feels like for him to know that he gave us this gift and for some of it it just sits on the shelf when Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew 5 44 love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you he's giving them a command that would be impossible to fulfill without the Holy Spirit And our humanness is incomprehensible how we can do the things that we are asked to do. In our humanness, we don't understand how can a person love an enemy or pray for those persecuting them. In our humanness, it's hard for us to understand why he says any of the things. I want to share a personal testimony with you. As you know, last Sunday, I preached about forgiveness and I don't normally grapple with the word, but it was so amazing to me because no sooner than I preached the message and stepped off of this pulpit, I felt a conviction that I had an area of my life that I had not yet applied the word. And I was just like, oh, man, but I don't want to forgive. Now, I really, 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 really wanted to hold on to it. And I just couldn't understand it. I said, you know what? I just preached a whole 40-minute sermon. And now you mean to tell me there's this little corner of my life that I had tucked away, that I was holding on to, and you just took the flashlight and swung it around on me? So now I got to deal with this. And it was the hardest thing. And I said, okay, Lord. I can't do this in my own strength. I can't do this in my own ability. I need you to help me because you commanded me to do it. So if you're commanding me to do it, I must be able to do it, but I can't do it on my own. I need your help. 
and I went through every human emotion, but I don't want to forgive. And then if I forgive, then they're going to think that that was okay what they did. And I don't want them to think they can do that to me again. I had to go through all of that back and forth and back and forth. None of that matters. What did God say? I mean, I went through all of it. I gave them all the reasons why I shouldn't. All of it came back to the same conclusion. And so after we finished wrestling around and I went ahead and obeyed, I just was reminded as I'm looking at this and as I'm sharing this with you that this is real deal stuff. That this isn't just, oh, we come here on Sunday and we hear a nice little message and then we all leave and enjoy our week. If we're really receiving the word of God, this should cause something to happen and to activate in our lives where we are adjusting our lives to match up with the word of God. We ought to be making adjustments. It ought to be just a little bit uncomfortable. It shouldn't just be all jumping and screaming and having a great time. It should be a little bit of, wow, that means I need to make an adjustment so that my life will line up with the word of God so that I will bring him glory. Here's the thing about it. None of you would have ever known if I didn't forgive. Right? You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happening in my head. But guess who knew? God knows. This is not for show. This is not for to impress other people. This is an inner transformation that we are doing so that we can be right with God, so that we can have peace, so that we can sleep at night, so that we can be able to come to him and to pray and for him not to turn us back around and say, wait a minute, you wait, you asking for forgiveness, you got to go back and forgive. These are the things that we are working out in our faith that are absolutely impossible for us to do unless we are willing to walk in the spirit. In Christ, we have divine power. And that divine power gives us the ability to do things like forgive. That divine power gives us the ability to do things like live holy. That divine power gives us the, th the ability to do things like share the gospel. We can walk in this divine strength and the ability to do those impossible things we can do through Christ. We are new creations and we are unhindered this is what being unhindered is it is setting aside every weight I had to set aside that as a weight for you this morning what is the weight what is the thing what are the, the ways that God wants you to set something aside so that you can be unhindered in the way that you live Where have you seen this in operation in your life? Maybe for you it wasn't last week. Maybe it was last month. Maybe for you it's today. And as you're sitting here, you're thinking of some things that you want to adjust. It's this kind of love and the power that we have because of his love that we can have the strength. So I want to close with this. The Holy Spirit is a gift. It is a gift. 
freely given by God to those who believe in him. The Holy Spirit is a gift. I want that to resonate with you because a lot of times when we go throughout our lives and we don't realize that we have access to something, that something is available to us, we struggle. I remember when I was a young woman, I had bought um, a furniture set for my law office and it was the first thing I had to put together and it said in the instructions it needed a Phillips screwdriver. And I put together this big desk with this Phillips screwdriver and by the time I was done, my carpal tunnel was driving me crazy, my arm was hurting and I said to myself, I wonder how this could have been done easier. And then I realized they have these things called power tools. And so I asked my parents, I said, for Christmas, can you get me like a drill set? And I put something else together and I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like an idiot. I actually sat there for hours with a Phillips screwdriver when they have this thing that's like a power tool and all you do is push the button and I really felt stupid, but I just did not know. I was so grateful that I asked for that gift for Christmas. That gift changed my life. You guys have a gift as well. This gift will change your life. You don't have to keep struggling in every area, trying to force it and twist it and messing with your ankle and your carpal tunnel and everything else because this gift that our Father has freely given to us is the best power tool that you could ever imagine. It will help you in ways that I couldn't even begin to describe in a 40-minute sermon. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as another advocate and says in John 14, 16, 7, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. In this passage, Jesus is promising that the Holy Spirit will be given to his disciples as a gift to help them and to guide them. Will you begin to receive your gift? Will you begin to operate in your gift? Will you begin to listen to your gift? Will you listen to your advocate? Your advocate is is that small voice at times that will say to you, uh-uh, you don't need to say that. It could be as simple as I'm, sometimes I'm driving and, and the Holy Spirit will be like, you know, I need you to pull over. Well, why? You never know why. You never have the information. I, I remember sharing with you guys on social media not too long ago, I had... Um, went to claim my car from valet parking when I was at a conference in downtown Cleveland and I was on my way home and I have to go through like these trails and these mountains and these like trees and everything to get home. And um, I was so, 
so outdone that they had lost the keys to my car. I could not believe it. They just looked all over. They couldn't find the keys. And they finally found the keys, and I was frustrated because I needed to get back to this conference. And, you know, I'm driving, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, can you believe they lost my keys? And the Holy Spirit began to calm me down and say, you never know what the delay was for. And as I approached my house, there was this tree, huge tree laying in the middle of the road. And it began to dawn on me, did the Holy Spirit delay you here so that when that tree fell on the road that you weren't on the road? And so I had to reroute myself. I couldn't even, if the tree was so big, you couldn't go around it. Of course, even with me having a truck, I couldn't go over it. It was huge. So I was even further delayed. But even as I was delayed, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me that I was no longer frustrated. I was no longer angry. I was no longer in a rush. Guess what I was? Thankful. The Holy Spirit can do something that simple in your life. It can change your attitude. It could take you from being ready to just flip the script to being able to say, oh, God, I thank you. I know you're at work. I don't know why it's going like this. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I see your hand. I see that you are at work. You are my advocate you're fighting for me in that courtroom. You're fighting for me in that boardroom. You're fighting for me in that medical facility. You are doing things that I can't do. All I have to do is stay in your presence. All I have to do is continue to seek you and continue to believe on you and continue to share your word with somebody else. And I just believe by faith that as I am being obedient to you and faithful to you, that you're doing things that I wouldn't be able to do through your supernatural ability and your power. The Holy Spirit is at work, even right now. Where do you feel the Spirit leading you today? Where would you like to experience more of the unhindered power, strength, and ability of the Spirit in your life? To share the gospel with others? I know that was something I needed God's help with. I know it seems silly now. I'm standing up here preaching to you, but that used to be something that used to terrify me. Telling somebody about Jesus? I, had the, I know you don't believe me. I had the worst time. I went to this church, and at this church, they always used to say, go evangelize the house. And that meant get up and go talk to strangers and tell them, you know, would you like to accept Christ? And, you know, ask to bring them up to the altar. And I would freeze. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And then one day God said to me, just as clear, if you're ashamed of me on earth, I'll be ashamed of you in heaven. Well, would you like to receive Jesus Christ today? I don't want no problems. <laughs> Where do you need the Holy Spirit to show up in your life? Do you need more courage to share the gospel? Do you feel like the tin man? Do you need a bigger heart? Do you need more compassion for people? Do you need to forgive? Do you need to just persevere 
through some difficult seasons and situations. So you just need the Holy Spirit to just come and just hold your hand and just hold you up and just continue to affirm. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it through this. In the Old Testament, the Spirit only showed up on special occasions to specific people for a specific time or season. But now, now through Christ, the Spirit isn't hindered by times or festivals or locations or buildings. Aren't you glad you don't have to come to this building to receive the Holy Spirit? Aren't you glad that even though we get to come here and worship corporately, that you can experience God anywhere, anytime, just right where you're at, if you're watching us even online, that he is with you. The Holy Spirit is available to all who believe. All you need to do is believe. And through the Spirit, we can experience divine power, strength, and ability. So let's pray. Let's pray together for a greater feeling, a greater understanding, and appreciation of this incredible gift that we've been given by God. God, I thank you that you've allowed us to come together this morning, and I know sometimes it can be a challenge, and I know sometimes we just have to really press our way to get here, press our way to wake up, press our way to be online, press our way to be in your presence. But God, I thank you for how you never disappoint us. I thank you for how you always meet us. I thank you for how you always minister to us and you care for us so deeply that you don't allow us to struggle. You don't allow us to just keep bumbling and bumping through life in the dark, but that you keep showing us greater and greater light illuminating the pathway for us, illuminating the tools that are available at our disposal to do this thing called life and to do it well. God, I thank you for how you are opening up our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying and how it is falling on good ground, how our hearts are ready and ripe to receive instruction, correction, and direction from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, activate right now in our hearts. Activate in our lives. Begin to guide us. Begin to direct us. Begin to instruct us. And when necessary, ah, thank you, Jesus, correct us. Cause us to feel that conviction. We're not afraid of it. We love you. We want it. Convict us when we need to be convicted. Put us back on the right path. Show us when we are in error. Show us when we've done wrong. Show us when we need to repent. Show us when we need to get in your word. Show us when you just need to... Talk to us for a moment privately, not just in this setting, but when you just want to pull us to the side and you want to have communion with us, when you want to have conversation with us, when you want to speak to us as your children, God, let us be ever ready. Let us, let us continue to be sensitive to your spirit that you don't have to holler at us, that you don't have to spank us, that you don't have to get angry with us. Father, let us continue to be sensitive to hear your word hmm. so we can walk with you and we can enjoy you 
we can share you with others and that people feel excited to be in our presence. And they don't even know why they like to be around us. And they think that we're so fun and we're so great. But it's because they love the joy that you've placed on the inside of us. They love what you are doing in our life and the way that we are being a blessing to them because of this time that we've spent with you. Jesus, let us be a beacon everywhere we go. Let them see your light. Let us shine brightly in our workplaces, in our homes, in our schools. Every place our feet tread, let us be unhindered. Unhindered by shame, unhindered by sin, unhindered by disobedience unhindered by anything that the enemy would try to use to stop us from being your vessels. We thank you for that now. We thank you for the ways that because we've heard this word that you're transforming our lives. We thank you for how you're improving our marriages, how you are taking our careers on new paths. We thank you for how our children are blessed and our relationships are blessed. We thank you for how everything that we were worried about, everything that we were upset about when we came in here this morning, Father, everything that was on our heart that was weighing down heavy, we thank you, Father God, for how as we lift this up to you, as we lift our prayers up to you, as we cast our cares upon you because you care for us, that you are taking care of everything that concerns us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and we activate. You have complete authority and permission to go and do what you need to do in our lives, and we give you praise and honor and glory in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.